Welcome in, everybody. Mad Talk Sports episode 38. Usual host Joe right here, a returning guest, still a sad Bears fan, Kyle, and a net new guest. We got a we got a little I don't I wanted to say threesome. I don't know if that's appropriate. Try we, got, we got a trio, big three. Triumvirate. Yeah. Triumvirate. Kyle, welcome back on. Still a sad Bears fan. Yep. Didn't do good this week. <laughs> And then Kai, uh, not Kyle again, Connor, thank you for joining us here today and being a, a brand new guest. It's great to be here, Joe. I'm, it's an honor. Good. I'm glad you're honored by my presence and my hostiousness. Uh, but today, generally what we're going to go through is we are going to go obviously through everything that happened in the NFL in week two. We're not going to dive into the messiness of the Chicago Bears franchise because that's just a, a bear trap that I do not want to step in. Uh, yeah. But we will go through medalists again, as Kyle and I did last week. I have all new people, so I hope you do too, Kyle. I don't want to see you on there again. Uh, but after we get into week two, we do have a returning game that we'll get through before we go into our picks for week three. We'll all give our picks here, and I am curious to see – how we all compare there because this was kind of a, a tough week on my end and we'll wrap up with one final returning game so a mixture of recap predictions and games sounds good kyle how'd you do in your predictions last week i didn't really keep track of them so <laughs> i think i did pretty good though there's a few big misses like the the chargers yeah and then there's another one i missed bad on but i can't remember it this you missed the Lions. Yeah, no, that yeah, I predicted they would go seven and zero to start <laughs> the season, so that was a big miss. Well, I did good straight up. I was ten and five straight up, just picking the games. I was two out of three on my upsets. Uh, Connor picked the what well, didn't pick, but he commented saying that I should have picked who the Cleveland Browns. Browns yeah. over the Steelers. Nobody. Yep. Nobody saw the incoming I, train wreck that was. That I game. picked the Browns last week. I also picked the Browns last week. It was not. Thank God for my upsets. I was two for three on upsets. But other than that, it was a pretty average week. Against the spread, I was 7-7-1, seven, seven, and one, about as average as it can be. So no one made any money off of me if they were picking off the spread. But, hey, if you bet with me week one, you're still net positive. So we'll see how we do this upcoming week. But – Let's get right into discussing week two beyond the betting line. Kyle, start us off with your bronze medalist for their performances last week. Geno Smith. I think really? he, he, yeah, he had a big bounce back game against the Lions, led them to a big win in overtime against what a lot of people th are going to think, you know, uh, is going to be a good Lions team, a tough team to beat, especially in close games. I think Geno just balled out the whole time, you know, Big bounce back week, like I said. Big bounce back. I thought about putting him in too, but the one reason I could not, uh, if you remember towards the end of regulation, like around the two-minute warning just before, he took like a 30-yard sack. If you, yeah, he just kept running that. backwards, right? Yeah. He like tried rolling out, tried to evade, and then just kept running backwards yeah. and could not get rid of the ball and then sack, I and all of a sudden, third and 10 turns into fourth and 40. I'd probably do the same thing. Okay. So can't blame <laughs> well, you are a Bears fan, so I mean, you know, quarterbacking is hard. I get it. Uh, but Gino definitely had a bounce back in Seattle. Like, again, one of the upsets that I nailed. So Gino yeah, they, was a big part of that. 
they needed that win. I don't think they could have gone zero and two while being in the NFC West and had like a chance to really be something in the postseason. You know, they needed to stack wins early in the season before they play a lot of division games because those are going to be tough. Besides the Cardinals, well, they're already zero and one in division too. So yeah, they definitely yeah. needed they need that to stack win. up the wins outside the division while they can. Think and they especially getting those wins on those high scoring games. I think they're going to compete much better in those sorts of games than, you know, yeah. kind of the low defensive battles. Yeah. The defense is still a work in progress. A lot of talent there, but they've owned the lions. I think they've beaten them like five, six times in a row now. And that's really the whole reason that I had the lions on upset alert last week because they can't beat the Seahawks. So that was why I liked that one. To be fair, a lot of people have owned the Lions in recent years. <laughs> That's like, true. Not the Packers, though, the past two years. Dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Con- uh, Connor, what do you got for the bronze medalist for week week two? Uh, my bronze medalist for week two is going to be C.J. Stroud. Um, I think that although they did not get the win, um, and I don't think they're going to get very many of those this year, <laughs> I think that he looked good. Um, I think that he looked accurate, and I think that he's going to be throwing the ball so much this year that he's going to get a, uh, you know, a, a great kind of connection with those receivers. And going forward, I think that's uh, he's going to be pretty solid. Yeah, definitely had a good week. He made Nico Collins and Tank Dell and Robert Woods look like they were an all-time trio. So Nico Collins is underrated. He's he's pretty no good. Doubt. I wish they threw to Dalton Schultz more, though. He, I think he's a good tight end. They just don't really use him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the thinking was for them to uh, go after him and then not utilize him as, you know, I, I don't know about that one. But we'll see going forward how the kind of the usage distributes between those guys because I'm interested to see, you know, if, if Collins is going to stay taking <laughs> over the whole year or if Dell right. is, you know. I think Tank Dell is going to be their wide receiver one by the end of the season. I could see that. You know, he's obviously the, you know, he's the fresh rookie and coming out the gate this strong. That's not a bad take. I just really hope they get their offensive line together. Like they need to get that healthy. Yeah, so they're all hurt though. It's not like they don't, have, they have a decent offensive line. Right. And that's healthy. what I'm saying. They're just all injured. Yeah. Cause they've paid both their tackles big money the past couple off seasons here. Yeah. And they need to be on the field because I need Damian Pierce to get me some fantasy points, damn it. Same, dude. He's 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 been disappointing so Same far this season. Uh, it's early, though. Last year he started kind of slow, too. I, I don't know if it was last year. I want to say it was that Rex Burkhead was still on the Texans. Oh, no, he was yeah, like, it, was, it was. He was the number one running back in fantasy last year after week one. So it's still yeah, too I, soon. <laughs> Flex Burkhead. Flex Burkhead. <laughs> I mean, you know classic classic Patriots running back that just kind of annoys people in fantasy yeah (laughs) he's always gonna be there I just always gonna be there Latavius Um, Murray type is he in the league exactly Burkhead or Murray Burkhead I know Murray is on Murray is yeah Murray's on the Bills I think yeah I don't think I don't know if Burkhead is or not I could see him be on a team by the end of the year when some you know running back gets hurt he'll be some backup somewhere the way things are going. Yeah, yeah, they're dropping like flies, which we will get to later. But my bronze medalist for last week, sorry, Kyle, it's Mike Evans. He dominated you guys. 
His one long touchdown was the most obvious push-off I've ever seen in my life. He went two-hand pushed Tyreek Stevenson's back and just Sounds ran like 70 it. yards with the ball after because there was no one near him. And then he ran out of gas. Um, right, that was the play where he kind of like was – he had the big breakaway, but then he just ran out of gas towards the end. I don't know if Kyle's freezing or just not answering. I don't. I, you guys are freezing for me, so oh. that was. It'd be like yeah, that. No, that was the, he, yeah. Flagging it was a long touchdown play where he it was a pretty obvious push off. Yeah. Well, but Baker looked really good that game. He did. I thought about giving it to him, but Mike Evans just kind of turned back the clock and looked like how he did for the past ten years now. So Mike Evans for me for the bronze medalist. And just edging him out, I kind of cheated at the silver medal. And I'm giving it to two people. I'm giving it to both of the B. Robinsons, Brian mm-hmm. and Bajan. They both equally had dominant games in very different styles. And, you know, they're kind of the source of a lot of memory when it came to fantasy leading up to the season. It's like, oh, you drafted the wrong B. Robinson. Well, spoiler <laughs> alert, they're both good. Yeah, like turns out when Brian Robinson doesn't get shot in the leg before the season, he's pretty good. <laughs> Many men. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. yeah you can go ahead. Uh, watching Bijan Robinson run all over the field, I think, is uh, one of the most fun things you could possibly watch, but it really sucks to watch it happen to your team. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be uh, a lot more fun watching him all the rest of the weeks. Yeah, he could do that to the Buccaneers. I don't care. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean. It might be but shout out to him. I, I think he had such an awesome game, and he's such a good sport. Watching him out there, it's hard not to cheer for him. Yep. A couple of dogs. Agreed. All right, well, let's continue the snake order. Connor, what do you got? Silver. All right, so for my silver medal, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh, Jordan Love. Um, I think Ooh. that Jordan Love had uh, – he didn't have the greatest second half. Um, uh, that's what I'll say, especially in the fourth quarter. But I think that um, if you go back and you look at that Packers game and you look at um, where you know they can improve, I think that it was really the veterans that didn't step up and it was really the young guys that came to play. Um, and after kind of going back and rewatching, I think that, you know, I, I just, I'm very impressed with how calm he looks and, you know, and just how confident he is. And every time, um, you know, him going out there without Watson, without, um, you know, Bakhtiari and just having that, you know, kind of beat up squad and still coming out, throwing six touchdowns in the first two games, um, not to be a Homer, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's going to be my silver medal. Well, now guys, that we see how bad the Bears are, three touchdowns against the Bears might only count for one. Are you guys worried? Bears defense. Yeah. What, Kyle? Are you guys worried Bakhtiari's is not going to play on turf at all this season? Um, maybe, but the most recent reporting since that rumor of it being about the turf is that he did have a flare-up in his knee, which is more not concerning. Good. Yeah. Not good. Either way, he's going to be missing some time on and off this year, which is concerning because I do think our left tackle position was getting eaten alive 
that whole game. Love faced a lot more pressure than he – obviously, you, you guys gave him no pressure in Chicago. Uh, so this was the first time he saw real pressure, and I will say he had some misses as a result of it. There was – there were some meat on the bone that I, I wanted him to, to finish off on some of the plays where he, you know, didn't have a ton of time but also couldn't really evade the rush. So that will come with time. But, yes, I am – concerned about Bakhtiari and now Jenkins too missing time those are our two best O-line I think Jenkins missed a lot was that last year he every missed year. a lot of time or two years both ago? of them are always oh, every out every year yes and it's been a rough run with those guys uh it seems like we can never get them on the field at the same time too you know we can always get one or maybe the other but yep getting that offensive line healthy all at the same time is just trying to it's a nightmare yeah and the good thing is that we we draft and develop O-line very well, so we usually have suitable backups, but O-line could be our strength, not just an okay part of our team. But, Connor, I think you're right that the veterans didn't step up, namely A.J. Dillon I thought was very disappointing. He missed a lot of holes, lost his feet, had some false steps. He just didn't look like a good running back, which is unfortunate. I think and, that's how most of his Packers – career has been though he is not they well he was a second round pick i feel like he hasn't lived up to like being a second round pick i think that the idea behind aj Dillon is that you know you get into those games later on in the year you know yeah. in snow or in the cold weather and that you have a bruiser and you have a guy that you can run you know 15 however many times a game and you know not have him wear down but i think you're right it, you know it's hard to watch him trip over himself and, you know, fall forward before he's even getting hit um, when they only needed a couple of yards to begin with. Um, it definitely, it is a little bit concerning what they've got out of him considering yeah. I have an investment that he was. Yep. I think in that game, another name that I'm going to bring up is Jair Alexander. I think that he didn't um, play bad game potential in any way, shape or form. And um, I think he'll definitely bounce back, but whether it was just, uh, you know the Falcons' offense just overpowering him. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but he, he definitely did not look like himself. He didn't look locked in, in my opinion. He had the drop pick. He let Drake London score a touchdown on him. He gave up five catches when targeted on six attempts, which is not great. He is like one game per year where Jair just doesn't look locked in, and he makes you know some pretty good receiver look elite, like Drake London in this case. Last year, Terry McLaurin made Jair look like look like a bum, pretty much. Like I remember Terry ate him up. Uh, but not to dwell too long on the Packers L. Let's let's move back over to the perpetual L in the Sad Bears fan. <laughs> Who you got for your silver medal? Danny Dimes. A lot of great comeback. Played, <laughs> I think, pretty good. I don't. Know, he he did he did some he had some bad throws, bad decisions. But I think overall. He played pretty good. I think he had two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Yep. Really led their comeback. Even though it's only against the Cardinals, a 28-point comeback and a half is insane, you know? Vanilla bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he really locked in. I think he looked pretty good that second half. He definitely did. He was someone I thought about. I figured you'd have him in there for sure for a medalist. He, his second half was amazing. Um, yeah. I couldn't get him a medal just because, you know, yeah, second half was one of the best we've seen in recent years, but the first half was, it's like he didn't show up. So to me, it evens out and, you know, you get the W and that's what they needed because they're about to take a fat L tomorrow. Yeah. 
but who you got taking the gold? Uh, I got two guys. I got TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. They, they they won that game for them Monday night. They both had a I think they both had a sack and a touchdown. Yep, they did. So yeah, they they won that game. Without them, they lose. You know, without Absolutely. even just like one of them, they lose that game. Yeah, they and then Connor's hitting me up in the comments about how yeah. he's right about the Browns. <laughs> like, they're by far the best like pass rushing duo in the league. I don't think it's even hmm. close. The closest would be the team they went against. Yeah. Right. Oh, then Wait. the Cowboys, Parsons uh, and Lawrence. I'll tell you, those Cowboys. Dang. Yeah, but I think Highsmith is so underrated. I think he had like 13 and a half sacks last season. And like, I don't know, like, you can't really block both of those guys, you know? That's why there's such a big. And they had like six sacks overall as a team, which, you know, is pretty good. Yeah, because when you got those guys, that frees up everyone else on the line or like linebackers to blitz, you know, because they're focusing on the two edges the whole game. I think they open up that whole defense to be like great, even though like some of the like, they don't have the best linebackers, but they kind of make up for that on like passing plays when they can get pressure on the quarterback, so they don't have to do as much. And like, yeah, I, I just think they're the best pass rushing duo in the league. That's fair. Kyle, you spelled your you spelled Drake wrong though when writing out your name, like talking all this Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so I, I uh I hate their offense. Their offense sucks. Oh, too. terrible. They had negative seven offensive yards in the fourth quarter. I saw a stat one. today. <laughs> they have zero rushing yards after contact so far this season. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch to my fantasy team with Najee. <laughs> I don't know if that's our league or different that's, leagues, but that's a great pick. And it's an interesting I, situation. Yeah. It, it, Matt Canada needs to be fired. I have cousins that are Steelers fans, and you know, a few of them were at the game, and they can confirm fans were chanting "Fire Canada." <laughs> and I don't think they meant for us to attack our northern neighbors of Canada. We could. But, It'd be fun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I don't have much to add, Kyle, because I, I just put a blanket statement of Steelers defense because they won that game, but exactly for all the reasons you said. So nothing to add. So I'll give the floor back to Connor. All right. So you'd kind of mentioned one of mine, uh, this gold medalist guy. So I'll kind of go with uh, the two that I was thinking. So the first one that you'd mentioned already is going to be Bijan Robinson. Um just an absolute monster. Looked like uh, everything that he was hyped up to be. Um, yep. But we had already talked about that one. So I'm going to go into uh, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua coming <laughs> out, catching, I think, two billion balls uh, it was this week. I think and, he had 20 targets. Yeah, uh, a, a ridiculous amount of targets. Yeah, 20 targets. Um more, he's got, I think it was more receiving yards this season than uh, Tyreek Hill on there. So we're, you know. Definitely more sitting. than fucking Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah. Was he at 20? He's got like zero, dude. Yeah, that, that, they've been so bad. Back to Puka. Yeah, my bad. Puka. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that myself included, I think everybody expected this Rams team to kind of come out and look flat and not uh, be the Rams that we, you know, knew from Definitely. a few years ago. And especially after the Cooper Cup news, I think that, you know, 
it just nobody was excited to watch the Rams. Nobody, you know, was looking forward to seeing this. You know, I think everybody pointed at this game on the schedule and you know expected to the Niners just clobber them, and that's not what happened. And I think that it was uh, extremely impressive for a rookie to go out there, and I think he looks he looks like he's been doing it for 10 years. I mean, he looks confident, he looks strong, he looks fast. And um, I don't think anybody saw this coming, but I'm cheering it on more than anyone else, of course, because he's on my fantasy team. But And he's the namesake. Yeah, not even, yeah, not even just him, but like Kyron Williams and Tutu Atwell have both, yeah. they're, they're young offensive players have really stepped up this year. No doubt. Everybody but Van Jefferson. <laughs> Is he still on the team? you wouldn't think so but something i do have to point out connor you're absolutely right on everything you said except for one thing of everyone thinking that the niners were going to come out and clobber them i i picked the rams to cover thank you sean mcveigh for kicking the field what was that at least a push that was an interesting yeah what was that um he explained it he said like so the thought process was you know we get down there we kick a field goal. There's enough time to try an onside. And he's like, by the end of it, there wasn't enough time for that. And we didn't want to risk Stafford getting hurt. We figured we'd just do some practice for our kicking team. And I'm like, works for me. I covered. Um, well, not covered, pushed. But, yeah, that's I, – I like the Rams, especially Puka, like his emergence. I think that – I think we're really being reminded of something everyone's forgotten in that Sean McVay and his offense is pure magic. And, you know, Cooper Cup, for as good as I think he is, he was never as good as he looked that one year. And I think the same could be said for Puka Nakua here. And we might even see that with Odell even. He's like a no-show since being with the Rams. But there he looked like his prime self to some degree. Odell did tear his ACL, though, since then. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying in general, like, McVay does wonder. He did. Yeah, he resurrected. Odell looked great with his, like, I think he was with the Rams for like eight, ten, eight games or something like that around there. That was a quick stretch. But that game was pretty good. The Niners-Rams, not great, but, you know, it was competitive, semi-competitive. But what do you feel like was the best game of week two? Broncos-Commanders game. The comeback, the crazy touchdown at the end, just for them to fall short at the end. Russ looks good again which i i like because i'm a russell wilson guy he looks pretty good again i think but yeah i think the broncos team uh, in general is really interesting right now um, obviously they haven't had the best start but they definitely don't look nearly as awful as they did uh last year and you know i don't know going forward i don't know if they're going to be able to you know come back from this record especially in the division that they're in and everything but i think it's if you're a broncos fan it's encouraging to see them look like anything but hot garbage for sure you know yeah Yeah, and i i still i definitely like what i've seen from them and i don't think they're dead in the water just because a lot of the afc teams have been slow out the gate you know Bengals zero and two chargers zero and two bills one and one like jaguars one and one right exactly like you're gonna have an opportunity if if you make things happen they got a tall task this week with miami which we'll get to later but yeah that was a great game unfortunately red zone kicked america out of it with the last three minutes to go because it was the last game remaining and i didn't get the game so i only saw the the hail mary from shefty when he posted it so (laughs) absolutely disappointing on that but Great game. It seemed like 
it seemed like a blowout at first, and then Russell kind of had some bad plays, but not all his fault. Uh, some just bad luck to some degree. And Sam Howell, is he actually good? I think Eric Bieniemy might just be good as an offensive coordinator. Everyone yeah. discounted him these past few years because he was Andy Reid. That's why, you know, he took this same job, but somewhere else. So he could probably show that he'd be, you know, head coach somewhere yep. else in a few years. If you want, maybe even head next coach year. There. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it depends on how their season goes. I could see it. So that's a that's a good pick. And personally, my favorite was Seattle, Detroit, just because of the back and forth nature of it. Like it was never lopsided to me. That was my favorite game to watch. And and because I got to be right about it, of course. So that always helps. Yeah, and no, I definitely I definitely enjoyed the Detroit Seattle game. I think that it was I mean, it's always fun to watch those guys go out there and sling it and you know, throw for a million yards and uh the touchdown there at the end by Lockett was that was real exciting. That was always, you know, it's always cool to watch him get his and yeah. Nothing more classic than watching the Lions lose heartbreaking fashion in Detroit. Just right. It's like you know, it's what is it? Death, taxes, and lions heartbreak. It's like those are the three <laughs> rules of life. That's right. The Lions but, did get a few big injuries that game. Montgomery is going to be out for a few weeks, and then uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson might have tore his pec and might be out for the season. Christ, so, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Amon Ra is also dealing with a turf toe issue right now as well. So I yeah. monitor that going forward. But yeah, I know that's that's a huge, huge. Huge loss for them, no doubt. They can't Huge afford- loss. You hate to see it. Team that's just perpetually snake bitten, <laughs> just like the just like the the Browns yep. with Chubb and the Jets with Rogers, and then the Bears are just snake bitten by being the Bears. It's not necessarily injury, unfortunately. In terms of injuries and just bad things happening, two of the most brutal weeks that I can remember um, in the NFL. Yeah, back to back or, you know, just like the the nature of it to like almost ending team seasons to some degree. Uh, You know, we obviously got the news with the Browns that they did bring in Kareem Hunt. So, you know, Hunt and Ford, they might be able to get by. How do you feel about like their season looking forward now that Shove is gone? Don't like it. Watson kind of sucks. Yeah, I think going into the season, I was – excited to watch um, just their offense run. I was excited to watch the defense go to work. I mean, they have, well, they have pieces all over, you know, um, they brought in Elijah Moore, hoping to use him, you know, Amari Cooper. Yeah. Deshaun. Elijah Moore has been looked pretty good so far. He has, I think, you know, he's been getting targeted. Um, They use some kind of like Debo. They use him in the backfield a lot too. But I mean, I think it kind of justifies his, uh, his gripes with the Jets a little bit. Um, I can understand why he might have been upset there if you know he wasn't being utilized. And now we see that he can be utilized in a good way. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I think Deshaun Watson just he he looks flat. He doesn't look you know nearly how he did in you know Houston. And like, he's gonna he's gonna maybe. lead the league in face masks. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody's feeling too bad for him at this point. So. I've never seen a quarterback with that many unnecessary roughness penalties no, ever. No. Never. Yeah, no doubt. 
But since we're talking about the Browns already and Nick Chubb being hurt, it's, you know, it's a theme for running backs this year. Saquon Barkley, he exited with an ankle sprain. Like, you know, we're all glad that it's nothing like season ending. Eckler's been banged up. But specifically with those three guys, Chubb being the, I think he's second highest paid running back behind McCaffrey. Uh, with Chubb being out with Eckler and Barkley, who were both clamoring for contracts and they didn't get it and they didn't get it for this reason, you know, running backs, short shelf life, high risk of injury. And that's just money gone. Do you feel like the increased injuries here of star running backs, does that hurt them even more in their contract talks moving forward? Or does this give them one more reason as a community to kind of make a stand for each other and kind of like have a have a strike, if you will? I think you got to kind of throw Chubbs out the window because that's like a freak injury. You know, like that's a I, I don't like Eckler. I think he has like some soft tissue injury, right? Sounds right. Yeah. And then, yeah, Barkley just sprained his ankle like, yeah. Those are some injuries that will put you out for a few weeks, but I don't think that – I don't know. I don't think it hurts them too much in that fact because, like, every position kind of, you know, they was miss weeks in the NFL. People just get hurt. You know, you're – it's such a physical game. Like, you're just going to get injured and miss a few weeks. I don't think that hurts them too much there, but, like, I could see why the owners will be, like – not wanting to pay them if their backups coming in just kind of produce the same as they would though. Like yeah. that's, that's right. where I think that's, you know, the point that the owners kind of are making and the GMs are like, yeah, Saquon you're out, but Matt Breida comes in and he's rushing for like a hundred yards in this game while you're gone, you know, That'd it's like, great. are we willing to pay you? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that, you know, if you look at, each of these situations specifically, I think they're a little bit different. Um, I think Eckler, he's getting up there in age now. Um, yep. and I think that that one, I think it does work against them in a little, in some ways in that, um, you know, you see teams kind of putting a expiration date on their running backs and, you know, you're not seeing long contracts. You're not seeing uh, teams willing to make commitments to especially older running backs. And, I think this in some ways, yeah, it just, it does kind of justify that. Um, but then you also look at an injury like, yeah, like Nick Chubb, where I don't think if he was 21, that would have made any difference. You know, no, it happened to him when he was that right. age, didn't it? When yeah. He, when he was that 2015. Age, right? Yeah. 2015. And it was the same knee, I believe. Right. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think that goes to show you and you know, that, that there, you know, it could have been a wide receiver. That could have been a tight end. It could have been a quarterback. Um, whoever's running with the ball, I think there's there's always a chance, you know, something like that happening. And when you're on the field, it, it you know, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, you have a guy who is as dominant with the ball as Nick Chubb, who's going to get the ball so much. I think that the you know the likelihood of a injury like that happening, it it just goes up, you know, and yeah, it kind of speaks to maybe there's something to having a you know. Uh, running back by committee and kind of keeping those guys off the field, you know, all day. And right. So, I don't know. Especially as you see the success of the running game for teams like the Eagles, who it right. seems like it's every other week, someone new or the dolphins even more so where Raheem Mostert looked like he was running against the Packers defense in the <laughs> NFC championship game again, you know, horror flashbacks. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a great point of like, you know, maybe not necessarily devaluing them more, but, 
going more of a group effort approach to where, you know, you lose one, you're not screwed because we, even with the Packers, with Aaron Jones being out, the run game was awful. And we did invest pieces. You know, we did invest, you know, obviously some value in a second round pick on AJ Dillon, but had we had a third guy that we were comfortable using, maybe this is something we could stomach a lot more. If we used Emmanuel Wilson or Patrick Taylor, whoever, whoever the heck it was, but that's a good point that the running back by committee seems to really be growing. And it seems like, you know, for at least smart offenses that design complicated and effective run schemes, that that'll be the way of the future. Right. And then McCaffrey goes off still though. So maybe a mute point, but he's just, he's different. He just waits until he's going against me in fantasy. And he's like, all right, this is the week. 150 touchdown, five catches, 50 yards. I got it. Well, I even feel like for him, he's in an offense where they don't have to rely on the run game as much, you know, because they have yeah. so many weapons that they could throw to, use them in different formations, just trick the defense that he doesn't have to be like a Chubb or a Derrick Henry. They're getting like yeah, 20 touches a ground. game. Yeah. Right. No. I think that was one of the keys for him staying healthy recently too, is getting on a team that kind of knew how to utilize him in a way that, you know, wouldn't be the Panthers couldn't. Yeah. Classic. Who would have thought? (laughs) Uh, But speaking of teams who know how to utilize people, let's talk about the dolphins real quick. We just mentioned them briefly. They are two and oh with two wins over teams that we believe to be very quality in the Patriots and the Chargers, even though they're 0-4 combined, we know they're not 0-4 teams. How good are the Dolphins actually, and how dangerous are they in the AFC? Kyle, already, you already said You know my right. feelings, yeah. I got them in the Super Bowl. I got them being the one seed. I, I talked about this last week. I think if all their offensive skill players stay healthy, you just can't really beat them, especially with McDaniel just designing the plays with Hill just being in these crazy motions where he gets a running start on every play pretty much. Hmm. Like, you can't stop that. No, I think, yeah, you hit it right on the head that as long as everybody in that offense stays healthy, I think I I don't see another team being able to stop that or slow that down. Um, Hmm. I think this was kind of the dream of every Dolphins fan when this uh, idea, you know, when this team kind of came together to have these guys healthy, to have Tua out there slinging as he has been these last couple of weeks um it it i think i think they're the real deal i think they're i agree with kyle on that i think they're one of the favorites if not the favorite to come out of the afc right now i don't know what it is for me about the dolphins but i just can't trust them like i think especially this last game they beat the Patriots, and I don't even think it was as close as the score said. In it's all a honesty. Belichick defense, though. Right, ex- yes, but if you remember the pick that Tua threw to Christian Gonzalez, that looked like noodle arm Tua was back because that <laughs> ball was underthrown by seven yards. Like, that was bad. And that's really the only thing from a couple vantage points that I see as being able to stop them is if Tua is either – you know, ineffective at throwing the deep ball. Like Tyreek should have been open and at least gotten a good shot on that ball. But then also like the health concerns, like you guys said, if they're healthy, then obviously very tough to stop. And only Belichick pretty much is going to be willing and able to put something up there that, you know, messes him, messes him up or slows him down to any degree. And 
then I guess the only other thing I could think of is if McDaniel is just a little too impatient sometimes. I feel like he gets away from the run game a little bit too much at points. But again, when Raheem Mostert is looking like it's 2019, then it's easier to be patient when your run plays go yeah. for 30 yards every time. So I think it's mostly a Tua factor. Maybe I'm a Tua hater, but ugh, Dolphins, I, I can't trust them. Yeah, drawing two anon, dude. Two anon. He's too salty for me now. I, I really like, but I, I mean, if we see the return of Tua turn the ball over, I think that there could <laughs> definitely be uh, you know some doubts creeping into people's minds or a couple of rough games where you know they get some injuries that I think are inevitable in the, right. in the NFL. Um, so I think it also depends on uh, when you're healthy. Also, you know, mm-hmm. when your injuries happen, I think is a huge yep. part of. Who's going to make it to the playoffs and whatnot? But I do see the Dolphins as kind of a glass cannon in that. You know, I think they're extremely powerful. But if you know they, if wheels start to fall off here and there, I think I can see it going very poorly. Glass cannon. I like that. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. But that being said, I don't think anyone is you know super surprised that the Dolphins are two and zero. However, there are some surprises of people who are 2-0 thus far. Anyone or who's your choice right now as your biggest surprise team? I was aiming towards 2-0 teams. I figure that's the route we'll all go, but we'll keep it general. Kyle, we'll start with you. Who is your surprise team so far? Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay. <laughs> it's Tampa Bay. Uh, people thought they'd be, you know, tanking to the season for Caleb Williams, but they look like they're kind of doing the opposite. They look like they're going for that pretty weak NFC South division. Three, two and O teams, bro. Yeah. And their new offensive coordinator was the quarterback coach in Seattle last year who helped revive Geno Smith's career. So I could see him doing something similar. He has kind of done that with Baker so far this year. Baker's playing really good. He has his confidence back. He looks a lot better than he has, you know, with the last year with the Panthers. He looked okay with the Rams last year, and especially this last year with the Browns. I think he's just looking a lot better. I can agree with that, and I do think his demise was over-exaggerated by the media to some degree. Like, you know, it was playoffs, 11-5 and team, beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh for, like, yeah. The first time Cleveland had done that in like 20 years. And then almost the next beat the year Chiefs he's injured. That year stink. too. What else? They almost beat the Chiefs that year too. That's true. They were a, a uh, what is it, Chad Henney. Mm-hmm. He had that scramble on like that third down. Yeah. It's crazy how like small things change and the narratives and the history of the league is entirely different. It's like a butterfly also, flaps yeah. its wings type thing, you know? Yeah. On the flip side – Obviously, Baker's looked really good, and the Buccaneers have as well. Any concern that it's just the fact that they went up against, you know, paper mache defenses in the Vikings and the Bears? Do you think it's a little bit of that? Their defense is also still pretty elite. And they have, like, Mike Evans and Godwin, who are two, you know, still, they're not as good as they were a few years ago when they won the Super Bowl, but they're still one of the better pass catching duos in the league. So I, I think. I don't know. I think they'll be like a 9-10 win team, but that might just be enough to win that division, you know? Hey, they didn't win the division when they won the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Of course they had Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. I think I think one of the uh, – I mean, the departure of Tom Brady is definitely uh, a huge deal no matter what. But 
you know, I think we all knew there's still a lot of talent on that Buccaneers team. And mm-hmm. I think to be tapped into, um, I think bringing in Baker, some people maybe question that. But I think that if you look at their receivers and you look at that offense, I think that he fits right in there. I mean, you, a guy who's going to go out there, he's going to sling it. You know, I think, you know, Evans, Godwin, they're, you know, they're still great receivers. They're still going to go make plays for you. Um, and I, more than anything, I think they're just fun to watch. Um, they're a scrappy team. Uh, I think that's one of the best ways I've heard them described is just I agree. scrappy. They just get after you. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see them making a run for that division, no doubt. Um, I'd, I'd like to see how it, how they look against some higher quality teams for sure. Oh yeah. But, but yeah. Well, your, your wish will come true as this week they've got Philly. Uh, So, so there you go. But yeah, that was my surprise team as well as, you know, Kyle, I, yeah, they was, they were in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. It's like, you know, they were tanking. It's, it wasn't that long ago that Baker was in a QB competition with Kyle Trask, who we all know is terrible. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, surprise. But this week, I'm definitely really interested to see how how they do, and I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on how that game will go this week. But before we get into week three, this is like my favorite segment ever: Trash Day. And what Trash Day is is we're throwing things out. It's Trash Day for me. Trash Day. I put cans out Thursday night. They come Friday morning. So we're going a little early here, but. We've got, let's see, one, two, three, four Trash Day topics here today. First of which, what team are you guys ready to throw away? And I added a caveat. You cannot choose the Texans or the Cardinals or the Bears. Oh, oh. <laughs> No, I'll let you do the Bears. But if I have really a few want... other ones. I, I, I can just kind of list a few I have here. I got the Bears because <laughs> obviously – it's like a lot of stuff we saw. Shits is going down there. <laughs> yeah. Fields is calling out the coaches. Some stuff might be going oh, on behind the scenes. It's just not a good scene right now. I don't think... I don't think the team... It reminds me a lot of the Trestman years, which were really bad for the oh. Bears. Oh, boy. So, yeah, them. And I, I another one I had was the Patriots. Going Whoa. back to last season... They're two and seven in their last nine games. Wow. I yeah. think I just I don't really and they're in a tough division. I think I'm just kind of throwing them away. I don't so trust don't Mac Jones. The Patriots, uh, especially after watching that game. I, I don't and I don't know, maybe it was just the fact that they were playing the Dolphins and everybody on that team runs, you know, a, a three second forty yard dash, but <laughs> they just looked slow. Uh they looked like they were not keeping up. They looked like uh just they just didn't look up to date. Uh, I think they, I don't know what it is about them, but yeah, I mean, I it just, they don't quite look like the Patriots that we're, you know, used to. Um, so yeah. Hmm. That's, that's fair. And I think like maybe they do look like the Patriots we're used to, to some degree, but that's the problem is that type of team, the way they're built now. Yeah. They'd make the playoffs in 2015, but right. it's not 2015 Absolutely. anymore. Like, it's just not. And that's already eight years ago now. Patriots look out of date. They do look slow. At least silver lining for them. They Christian Gonzalez seems like a huge hit. And, yeah. you know, they they seem like their draft has been better the last two years now I, after several years of struggling. So 
maybe they'll be on the up and up, but that's a fair take as far as throwing them away. They're missing like an elite offensive player. They spent so much money for mid. Yeah, that's what everyone on their team, on their offense, all their skill players are, like you said, mid. Like they don't have someone that can win a big route at the end of the game or make a big catch or, you know, I. Hey, they got Cole Strange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. They should have just gave him the first down just because of how cool that was. (laughs) You've got, uh, yeah. I mean, I think Mac Jones has looked good. Uh, um, He's he's been slinging the ball, but um, interesting emergence of Hunter Henry. uh, How many years later, after you know all the hype from him coming out of college? But uh, but yeah. if we're ready to move on, I've got a I've got a team here that I don't think many people might expect, but um, I am giving up hope in the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Good. I think that their offense is the Minnesota Vikings offense. You know, they're great. They you know Justin Jefferson is a baller. Jordan Addison is a baller. Kirk's out there. You know, uh, but yeah, he's out there going hut hut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that defense, I, I just you know. They're giving up so many, too many yards or too many touchdowns. You know, how much more does Kirk Cousins have to do? And um, he's not going to last many more games out there getting hit the way he is. Um, no. So yeah. <laughs> I, I just really do not see, you know, that Vikings magic from last year um, continuing. Everyone knew it was going to happen. They won oh, yeah. too many one-score games for it to be. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a sustainable uh, you know, path. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I see it. That's the history of that pretty franchise. old now, too. Yeah. Well, we they let players walk, too, you know, over the you know, over the offseason on offense with Cook and Thielen. And then I want to say they lost defenders go, too. Well, I agree with that. But still, like, kind of a changing of the guard year for them in some degree. And they'll I think they'll be taking a significant step back. So I think they're doing, like, a soft rebuild. Like, I don't know. They always do. Every like three years, the Vikings are like, hey, we're good. Hey, we're rebuilding. Hey, we're good. Hey, we're rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah, and Harrison Smith will be there no matter what. <laughs> they, The Vikings do have a very strange uh, history of it seems like they put so much into, you know, these teams and they get maybe one and a half good years out of them. And yep. then just they're just in shambles. And um, their their cap room and that, you know that their finances are are doomed at the moment. So I don't know. Hawkinson looks good though. Yeah, he does. They're, he does. In general, they, besides Madison, that's that's, that's when they brought in Cam Akers. They just traded for him today. I don't know yeah, if you guys for saw a literal that. bag of chips. Yeah, I think it was like a seventh round pick in twenty twenty six. Not even. They gave up. Uh, they gave up a sixth for Akers and a seventh. <laughs> So, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's fair. And I'm actually throwing out a team that has a win. Raiders, goodbye. Yeah, no doubt. They're not good. No, but that I mean, line is absolutely a Josh Jacobs is take a, it took a huge step back so far this year. I saw he, I don't think he's had a rush longer than 10 yards this year. I saw a stat on Twitter. I believe it. To be fair, he's gone against pretty good defenses in the Broncos and the Bills. Uh, but I just don't believe in the Raiders outside of Devontae Adams. Like, that's about where the list ends for me. Doesn't help that Chandler Jones 
had like a kind of a mental breakdown and they don't have like their second best defensive player. Yeah, that does not help. Well, let's move away from throwing away teams and let's throw away a player, but specifically what hype beast are you going to throw away? What one needs to go on the trash heap? Like we all thought it was bold and brash, but really it belongs in the trash. Trademark SpongeBob. <laughs> Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Kyle Pitts. He he came into the league. Everyone thought he was going to be like a a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle type of guy. But Arthur Smith has just kind of not wanted to use him like that. Like I feel Johnny like Smith more. Yeah. I feel like he's this is year four, no three for him, right? Is this yeah. year three? Yeah, he's the same draft as Fields. Yeah, year three. Like I feel he should demand a trade this offseason if I was him. So I a agree. team that likes passing the ball. I like, think it's 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 kind of ridiculous how much hype he was getting and how little usage he's seeing. Um, imagine him on like the Dolphins or something. Oh, like a Lord. team that actually passes the ball with that speed. Oh my God! Yeah, they don't. No, use thank tr- you. I don't want to imagine. Yeah, <laughs> like their number one target is Mac Hollins, which is like <laughs> before he was always this kind of like a special teams guy, and all the other teams he was on previously. Hey, everyone thinks they're a savage till they come head to head with one. That's what Mac Hollins said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've just been really disappointed in how Kyle Pitts. His rookie year was decent, but the last year wasn't good, and this year it's not looking good either. I, I don't, I don't like him on the Falcons. I want to see him on a team where he could thrive. I think he could be like a generational talent at tight end. Generational. That's what he was like built up to be coming yeah, into. You know. Coming out of college, right? Yeah, but that was kind of Eric Ebron too, if you remember him. Yeah, Eric. Ebron. But once he got to a team with a decent quarterback, the one year he played with Andrew Luck, he was like, he was really good. He was he was one of those guys who would showcase his athleticism, you know, in catches, but and then disappear. Yeah, he never knew what happened to him after that. Amazing. Went to the Steelers for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Big Ben could throw the ball like one yard at a time. Then that was. uh... (laughs) That's why Deontay Johnson would eat those years because he would just be check down, like one yard past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. All right, so are we all in agreements on Pitts then? Yeah, I, I, I also had Pitts as one of mine. Um, I'll sneak could... Fields in there too. Uh, I said Fields maybe. Maybe. I'm giving him a few more weeks a few more before I give up on him. I also I'm... had uh, Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, definitely. I think everybody's kind of cheering for that one, but no, he, he doesn't look anything like the guy who uh, you know we saw in Houston, but – I'm still holding out – well, I'm going to put the quotations. Holding out hope. It's not necessarily that I want him to be good. It's more like I feel like it still might be coming. They'll get it together. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay. Coaches. I, oh, oh, go ahead. No. I was going to throw in one more honorable mention, um, not to beat up on him. but Honorable trash. Ezekiel Elliott, I think. Oh, man. Yeah, he's just, he's just done. He just lists. <laughs> like, I, I – I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he's not on a roster next season. No doubt. Yeah. It's sad because everyone around our age loved Zeke when he first, you know, was at Ohio State and first came into the league. Yeah. I mean, I think he was, he was one of the hype beasts, you know, like he was. 
Dude, everyone at our football practice would always have the crop top jerseys because of him and stuff. Is that because of him or because of Jerry? <laughs> no, Jerry got it from him. <laughs> that might be true. Um, I've always just hated the hype beast. So, like, I didn't like Zeke at first because I was always, like, more of, like, oh, it's all the old line, you know. Um, so, to me, his demise is not the saddest thing in the world. But <laughs> Surely. You know, but like now that everyone's hating on him, I'm like, come on, he's he's still 27 years old. Is he really 27 or 28? Yeah, he's a young man. He feels so much older. I don't know if it's just because we've known about him for like a decade. That is why, because he's been on the national stage, not just his NFL career being on the Cowboys, like right from the jump, but Ohio State, obviously the years beforehand. So, yeah, it's it is a wild thought. Kyle's mind just <laughs> I thought he'd be like 30 by now. Yeah. Not that far off, but you know, that's a huge cliff to to go off of as a running back. Speaking of cliffs, uh I feel like there are coaches who might get thrown off of one <laughs> and I think we might all agree on this question too, but what coach is on their way to the can? Staley. Yeah. Staley. Yeah, it's got to be <laughs> Staley, right? I mean you have so much talent on that team. I don't know how long you can just underperform with arguably like probably a team with the top five most talent in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, both I, yeah, sides I'm of the ball. Sure how, much, how much more they can get in terms of talent. Um, and, you know, you, you can only shuffle the pieces around so much until you look at, you know, who's running the show. And yep. I really don't. I it, it's It is shocking to me. And some of these games that they're in, you know, it seems like they just got to put their foot on the gas and keep playing as they have, but they let the other team back in and it's, uh, it's this vicious cycle where they just, you know, and then they, you know, they get these injuries and they can't stay, seem to stay healthy. And I don't know. It's, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Another one of those teams franchises actually, that just has like that kind of bad luck machine. And part of it specifically for the chargers is like being good or outperforming a team and still finding a way to lose or having a good season where you have a good offense and a good defense. And yet you're eight and eight, eight, and nine, whatever it is. Like I remember one year in the rivers era, they had both the, they were the only team in the league yep. that had a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense and they missed the playoffs. Yeah. I think it was top five in both. Yeah. And they had the worst special teams in the league. So that's yeah. why they were. Yeah. And that's what they always end up doing. But yeah, Staley, someone's got to take it. You could tell Staley's feeling the pressure with how snappy he is in interviews now too. So it's uh, it's unfortunate. I kind of thought he might be good when he got there, but that defense has just been cheeks, and he's a defensive guy, so he'll be right. sent packing. I have another one. If you guys, you know, Go ahead. We all agreed on that one, Eberflus, yeah, <laughs> the tank commander, yeah, the tank I, commander. <laughs> I just. The teams and despite the Alan Alan Williams stuff that happened, whatever happened, you know, no one's sure yet. Did he hire him? Like, is that his hire? They he resigned coaching together. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, yeah. just besides that, that team is in shambles right now. Justin Fields was calling out the coaches in his press conference today. That was bad. Talking yeah. about how he doesn't want them in his ear up until like you know they have the headsets in their ear where the coaches can talk to him. He's saying he doesn't want them in his ear up until they can't talk anymore because it just puts too much shit in his head he has to think about. 
and he just wants to go out there and kind of play. But Getsy just wants, you know, kind of what uh, like McVeigh used to do with Jared Goff, where he would just tell him what to do on every play right before. Yep. He doesn't want that. He, he says it puts too much stuff in his head and like he can't like focus because he's trying to make like calls at the line, but he is gets, he just yelling shit into his ear the whole time. And also he, he's a defensive coordinator. He's a defensive guy. Our defense has been shit ever since he got here. I know we don't have the best guys, but like, I feel like he deals a lot this off season and a lot of draft picks too. I think we used two second round picks and two third round picks on our defense. And like all those guys are getting like decent playing time so far, but like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. He's mm. three and 16 as the bears coach so far lost 12 in a row. Going to be 13 after playing the chiefs this weekend. I could see him getting fired. If stuff keeps just going bad. What week do you see him getting, you know, sent bye bye? I could see by like week seven ish if we don't have if we only have like one win or even none at that point, which is realistic because I don't. We're one of the worst teams in the league, you know. Like, do you think that if it's heading that way, um, do you think there's a chance that they move off field sooner rather than later, um, hoping to you know open that spot up for Caleb Williams or? I think they give Fields this whole year just to see if he has anything. If not, then move off of him for, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Quinn Ewers, one of those. Taylor Heineke. Okay, yeah. Mike Lennon, bring him back. (laughs) That was a rough time. (laughs) I still think you should have stuck with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, his year, when he got playtime, the ball moved. We moved the ball. But mean? everyone was like, no, Fields has to play right away. But like, which I also thought, but looking back, I was like, <laughs> Dalton wasn't bad for us at all. Like the games we won that year, he started, he was the quarterback and played most of that, those games. Hmm. So I feel like looking back, Fields should have sat that year, but Pace and Nagy wanted to save their jobs. So They're probably like, oh, we got this young guy. Look what we can do with them. Yeah, then, that worked great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Kyle, obviously you guys have a lot of reasons to be sad. And it is trash day, so it's fitting we spent five minutes talking about the Bears. Uh, but that long. this last one is kind of a this last one's kind of a tough question. And it's specifically that way because I feel like every year we we see some team that starts off strong and we're they they fool us all into thinking that they're good, but really they're fool's goal and they should just be tossed aside. Right now, we have to play a little bit of detective here and dig through what we think is the good stuff and figure out what's actually garbage in disguise, specifically with the 2-0 teams that we have right now. We have to pick one as being garbage in disguise. They're not really that 2-0 team. You can start with this one, Connor. I've been taking most of the first action on the questions. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'll start out with this one. Um, So... This one's pretty tough. I think that there's, I've kind of got two. Um, I think that the um, commanders, two and I have that one. I have that one. A little bit fraudulent, I think, um, partially because they play in such a tough division. And I think that it's going to be really hard for them 
um, to make it out of that division. And I'm not calling them a bad team. I'm not saying that um, that they're going to have a bad season. I just don't see them, you know, continuing, you know, going yeah. undefeated. Got to uh, play the Cowboys and Eagles two times still. Yeah. Um, and then I also I I hesitate, but I do kind of want to throw the Saints in there. Um, I also love the Saints. Oh. I do like the Saints, um, but I think that I don't think that they're on, you know, they're not making it out of the NFC. That that's that's um, what no. I'm say. You know, they're not they're not um, they're not going to compete with yeah. teams. Maybe they, you know, I could see them possibly, you know, making a run for the South, but I I, I think that's a little bit uh, fool's gold for the Saints. Yeah, there. they have a strong defense, but their offense is just you know meh. It's they don't have Camara, but still. Definitely, I want to see how they look when they get uh, Kamara back. And I mean, I like—I mean, Carr—he slings the ball, and they've got—they've uh, got guys on the outside. But yeah, yeah, I, I just—I—I I have a hard time believing in the Saints yeah. um, as they're currently built. I also um, put the Falcons because yeah. I just need to see them beat, have a convincing win against like a good team before oh. I can like. <laughs> that wasn't no. a convincing well, win against no, the we Packers. Gave it to them. No, yeah, um, and then they I played the. Too. Yeah. Yeah. The Falcons specifically though, I think Desmond Ritter is trash. Yeah. I think he's garbage. I don't think he's any good. I don't. Yeah. And they actually remind me a lot of last year's Jets, you know, to where defense is good and a really elite young running back and they have a strong run game, but at the end of the day you don't trust their quarterback play. So I could see them, you know, starting like four and two or something like that. And then just all of a sudden falling off a cliff. That's really what they make me think of the, the Falcons is that jets team play. Hey, plus the jets beat the Packers last year. Could you see uh Heineke coming in to replace yes. Ritter at all this year? If that, if that happens, then I think they can actually uh, be a playoff contender. Right. I think he's the only thing holding the back right now is, is currently, I mean, they've got weapons. They've got a great run game. They've got you know, great offensive line and defense solid. Yeah, but they they had two, I think, top five picks in London and pits. They just don't use Heineke. Put him in. He'll use them. Yeah. Maybe Arthur Smith just doesn't want to use them, you know? like Maybe. But also, that's probably why he doesn't want to play Heineke is because Heineke's probably like, I don't care. Pitts is open. I'm throwing him. Right. <laughs> While Arthur Smith is like, no. Run. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's uh, it's tough though, because obviously, you know, you want to be lifting these teams up, but no, we're tearing them down. <laughs> uh, but now maybe we've got a better chance to uh, to lift people up, and that will be with the game picks, week three, game by game. I didn't get the spreads for these games in time this week, so a lot of them actually are moving up and down, which is kind of the injuries going on, anyways. Yeah, we still so. got four days till the majority of the games. Right, exactly. Uh, I wasn't going to go through tomorrow's game of Giants uh, Niners because I think we'd all be on the same page anyways. Yep, and Niners. I haven't been picking those games. But welcome, friends, to Joe Stradamus and friends. <laughs> uh, again, I had another strong week overall in the straight-up mm-hmm. picks, so I'm going to keep rolling with this until I'm unless I get a losing record at any point. But as of right now, we are good to go. We'll start off with the trash in disguise. Oh, I'm sorry. The Atlanta Falcons are visiting Detroit. Ooh, we got. Where's the game at? Detroit. 
I guess they're both in domes. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, so. I think Detroit bounces back this week. I just think they're the better team, better coach team, have more talent on both sides of the ball. I, I think Detroit has a bounce back week. I think it will be a close game because both these teams kind of like to, you know, run the ball a lot, eat clock. But I, I think the Lions will win this one by three to ten points. Okay. Connor? Um, for me, uh, this is a tough one. I think this is going to be one of the closest games of the week, and I think it's going to be one of the best games of the week um, because I think you have two super different teams going at each other. Um but I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with Kyle and say I think the Lions are going to pull it out. Um, I I don't trust the Falcons enough to go 3-0, and um, and I don't not trust the Lions enough for them to lose these, uh, you know, to drop two like that. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Lions here. This would be devastating for the Lions if they lost. Back-to-back games at home. Especially uh, against bird teams also. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you guys are a lion. You're supposed to eat the birds. Um I agree. So we're three for three on the Lions. I got Lions 27-20. So, so that means the, the Falcons are going to win. <laughs> I know. It's like whenever you're watching TV and they all pick the same team and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, next up, this was one of the hardest games for me to choose. A battle of 0-2 teams. The Chargers are headed to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Ooh. Uh, my gut is telling me the Chargers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think Herbert's just more talented than Cousins and like. But no Herbert, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I feel like they just have more talent, especially on defense. But I don't know. Stavely kind of sucks. This is going to be a close game. I yep. I, I could see this game going to overtime just because. Yep. Yeah, I. But my gut's telling me the Chargers are going to win this one. Just because just of that, just because of my gut. And I like, I just like the Chargers more. You don't say NFC North rival, you don't like them? <laughs> I've, yeah, I've got the Chargers as well. Um, I think the Vikings are a steaming pile of uh, dog shit. And I think that I, despite the Chargers' woes, I think they're still going to come over and run all over them. Um, I don't think, I don't have confidence in the Vikings' defense to stop anybody. And it's going to, they're going to, I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game, but yep. yeah, that I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take L.A. in this game. Well, you talked about their woes, and they'll just be running through the six with their woes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the six is in Toronto. Uh, but, uh, again, we're all on the same page. I got Chargers 30-27. to 27. I think the both teams are obviously going to be desperate, which these are always a lot of fun game. Like those, these games are a lot of fun with both. Oh, teams they're going to be like, pulling some tricks out at the end of the game. Man, I feel like the chargers, I have a, I have a bad feeling that they're going to control this game and then blow it in chargers fashion, but they are the better team. I, I think they should win, but I agree. I think it'll be a shootout. Uh, next game, I feel like we'll have two people picking one team and one team or one person picking the other. Uh, the Saints are coming to Green Bay for Jordan Love's home opener as a starter, his first career game starting at home in Lambeau. Saints at really? Packers, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Right, this is a tough one for me because I I don't like the Packers, but I also really don't like the Saints. <laughs> they both have pretty strong. De- 
the Packers have good defensive talent, but their coordinator is ass. Terrible. Yeah. But I think I don't know. I think uh, I think the Packers just are better on offense than the Saints are right now. So I feel like that really is what puts them over the edge for me. Like Derek Carr always just makes a few dumb mistakes a game. Yep. Even though I think he's a talented guy, he just throws a bad ball, makes a bad decision, you know, takes a bad sack. I, th- I think I think the Packers win this one, especially, you know, like you said, it's going to be electric there. Jordan Love's first start at Lambeau. The crowd's going to be going crazy. I think, and especially the Saints outside the Dome are never as good. Mm-hmm. So I, I got the Packers in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Packers as well. Um, I'm not sure what the status of uh, Watson and Jones is at the moment. Watson practiced today for I, the first yeah, time. I know it's, it's looking good. Um, I'm really I'm hoping for a uh, Watson return. And like you said, I mean, Jordan Love home game, first Lambeau start. I think uh, I don't see them dropping that one to what I what I think is a fraudulent 2-0 uh, New Orleans Saints. And another three for three. I, I do have Jordan Love and the Packers winning winning in Lambeau, the home opener for the season, especially with Watson back. I think this – either way, though, I think this will be kind of a, a grinder game. I got Packers 23-17. But it is worth noting the Saints haven't given up 20 points in their past, I think, I think it's 10 games now, which is kind of incredible. That defense is – Dennis Allen is a good D coordinator. Absolutely. I don't think he's a good head coach, though. No, he's not. But his defenses are always phenomenal. But the Saints are sitting cozy at 2-0, and so maybe less sense of urgency while the Packers kind of need to get back on the win train before yeah, they could hosting. be leading you know, the division depending on how everything else goes this weekend with the Lions. They could be you know, sitting on top of the division if they win this game. This Either way, we play them next Thursday. So, Oh, really? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we are all in agreement so far across the board, aren't we? And I don't expect this one to change much of anything unless, uh, you know, our silver medalist or was it bronze medalist, CJ Stroud, unless he's able to do some damage. Uh, Texans going to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars who are licking their wounds from the defending champ Chiefs. Kyle, who you got? I got the Jaguars. Like I last week, I I told you I love that team. They, uh, they had three touchdowns. Well, last week, Lawrence would have had three more touchdowns, but uh, two of them Zay Jones caught with one foot out of bounds, and Calvin Ridley ran into the like the stanchion on the goalpost. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they just had bad luck, and that, I don't see that continuing you know, in the red zone. I think they win this game comfortably. Mm-hmm. There's the more talented team, you know. Like I said, I think the Texans will be good in a few years. I like their coach. I like their draft picks they've had so far, but I think they're just too young and inexperienced for a, what I think is a pretty good Jaguars team. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm taking the Jaguars here. I think they're going to come out firing. I think they're going to be a little pissed off after the, you know, a um, little bit of a frustrating game last week. Their offense, you know, they're moving the ball, but yeah, they just couldn't, couldn't seem to get their toes in the end zone. Um, but yeah, Jags, I'm taking them. Well, according to Kyle, they could get their toes in, just five of them and not all ten. (laughs) Uh, But, again, we're all in agreement. I got Jags uh, by at least two scores. I think, you know, they should win comfortably. I do see the Texans getting some garbage points, just kind of like they did last week too. But Jags 
for sure take control of the division again. I do have to say, uh, I, I've liked what I've seen out of like Will Anderson so far. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good. But... He's definitely looked worth it for them trading back up. Yeah. But they better get some wins for that to actually be the case. Otherwise, they'll have a top five pick. There's a, there is a chance the top four picks could be like Cardinals, Bears, Cardinals, Bears this next draft. It's wow. like some order. The two worst franchises in football. <laughs> Maybe yeah, okay. not. I don't know. That's debatable. Uh, but this next game, God, we're all going to just be in agreement this week. We've got Denver going to Miami. To uh, Miami. I got to go with the Dolphins. I've been hyped on them all all preseason so far, you know, through these three weeks. I think they're, like I said, the best team in the AFC. I got to take them against a Broncos team that does look much improved, but there's still just something missing. They're, yeah. There's missing something that's yeah. like putting them over the edge in these games. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I don't, I feel like they need like, another year with Sean Payton, like a first round pick to get something next year. I think next year they could be cooking if they, you know, just keep going with Sean Payton, but it's the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, Maybe not him, but (laughs) he has to look better, but still. Uh, It's going to take a lot for me to trust Russ in the kitchen again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I got the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've got to take the Dolphins as well. Um, I could see a little bit of a hiccup coming around for the Dolphins, and the you know it seems like the Broncos get in a lot of these weird games where yeah, it, but um, I just like the Dolphins. They just they look too good. Uh, I can't I can't bet against them right now. I'm going off script. I'm changing my pick. I got the Broncos with an upset. Whoa, a little desperation in the heat in Miami. You know, Russ is sweating like he always is, and Sean Payton's cooking like he normally is. And they're a weird team. I'm just feeling some weird. Uh, So I'll just flip the score I had originally, and I'll do Denver 28-24. Marvin Mims gets a long bomb touchdown on my bench. He's looking Uh, pretty good. He does look pretty good. And, you know, the defense makes just enough plays. Sertain's able to slow down Tyreek or Waddle to some degree, at least one of them. And just weird stuff happens in sometimes in the NFL. So our so first good. disagreement. So either you guys will all be undefeated and I'll look like a chump, or <laughs> I'll be undefeated and have a leg up somewhere. I or we could all just kind of be wrong. <laughs> We're all wrong. They tie. Yeah. So I believe Our, Jalen Waddle's going through a concussion protocol right Yeah. Now as well so something Ooh. to look out for too well your picks are locked in <laughs> got old braxton barrios dude what if you, don't need <laughs> you, never, you never know when you're gonna need braxton <laughs> you, you never know they do have that one uh one guy that used to be in, at dallas right the wilson cedric wilson cedric. yeah is he still there mm. uh not sure hmm. so they have Craycraft, River, River Craycraft, is he still? That little white dude? Little cricket kicking? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. He kind of touched on week one. There Ooh, we go. Oh. Get River yeah. in there. Let River no. get some frass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next game is uh, kind of an interesting one. It lost some, some, of, its, uh, some of its thunder with the injury, but uh, Tennessee at Cleveland. We got the Titans and the Ooh. Browns with uh, you know kind of those hard-nosed teams. I am taking 
Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. I don't know why, and I just can't trust Cleveland. <laughs> Tennessee, they still have the good run game, great defensive line, like I mentioned last week. I am I it Watson, I just don't believe in him. Even though Tannehill's not much better, but I don't know, I feel like Tannehill's a little more disciplined. He doesn't do as many as the crazy throws Watson tries to make. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm taking Tennessee. It's going to be a close game. I think they're yep. going to both run the ball a bunch. You know, big defensive matchup. But I, I think Tennessee wins this one. Hmm. Um, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take the Browns in this matchup. Um, partially, I think that they're going to come in a little bit healthier. They're um, I think Amari Cooper's going to have another one to uh, get back. Well, <laughs> they're going to have uh, hopefully got a new leg. Two running balls <laughs> yeah. Uh, game this time but uh yeah i think they're going to come out swinging i think the i don't trust the um titans to you know string wins together i don't know we'll see um how they how they look but uh i just i have a feeling i'm going to take the browns this week i agree i'm going browns too i think it'll be a a defensive slugfest and i i like the browns defense more than i like the titans defense i mean they lost to the Steelers, but the Steelers' points almost all came from the defense for the Steelers while the Browns' defense was on the sideline. So the Browns still have a straight A as far as their report card for defensive performances. And I think their run game can do enough with uh, – what's his name? Jerome, Jerome Ford. Ford and Kareem Hunt. Now, yeah, now. so if, if – yeah, Kareem Hunt knows the playbook. As long as he's in shape, he should be able to play Cooper's this week. Cooper's always open pretty much. Yeah, exactly. the big downs. Yeah. Yep. I think it's yeah. going to definitely present a challenge for Tennessee's defense, and I don't. I will see. We'll see how they hold up. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game. Well, interesting is a strong word, but that'll be a close game. Could be a boring one. Definitely, it will, it will be a game. It will be, It'll a, be a game, <laughs> and it will it will end even there if they have to go to sudden death. <laughs> All right, so we got a, we got some disagreements going now. I like it. Next up. The Buffalo Bills at the Washington Commanders. Not the Tank Commanders, just the Commanders. I think the Bills got this one. They're just the better team. Even though the Commanders' defense is really good, I could see them getting after Josh Allen and kind of forcing some of the mistakes mm. that he did. That he had week one against the Jets because the Commanders' defensive line is you know, pretty serious, and they got some – talent on in their linebackers and like their dbs but i think the offense just won't be able to keep up with the bills offense howls looked good so far this year i've liked what brian robinson's been doing scary terry's you know good as usual he's scary yeah Jahan dotson's pretty good but i just think the bills are just the better team i'm yeah they're just yeah. the better team yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh, buffalo here i think they just they're too much on offense and I think their defense is going to uh, get after young quarterback. And I think he's going to force, they're going to force a lot of mistakes. And uh, I do, I do agree with Kyle. I like the commanders. I think they've got a lot of good young talent, but yeah. I think the bills are just, just a little too tough this week. I agree with you both. So another three for three, I'll go with the, the bills. I think commanders will hang around for a while, but by the end of the day or at the end of the day, the Broncos put up, what 35 or whatever 34 against the commander's defense i think the i think the bills can get 30 and do just enough to win that game 
Uh, but either way, both teams would be sitting pretty at two and one. So I think they would both feel overall satisfied with their first three weeks. Uh, next up, we've got Indianapolis at Baltimore. So, you know, the Ravens or the, the Colts used to be the Baltimore Colts. And now they're the Indianapolis Colts playing the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the I got the Ravens. Riveting. Yeah, they're they're they just look like the Ravens like from a few years ago when yep. they were like Lamar's healthy. They have an actual receiving threat in Zay Flowers. Yeah. Mark Andrews is getting healthier. Their defense, you know, good as good as usual. And I don't know is is Richardson even going to play this week? Is he still in concussion protocol? Probably two quarters. Yeah, as <laughs> before, yeah. like. Yeah, I don't like he's Richardson's been really good, but like I don't know, I don't think they even really have they have a chance with them, but not much of a chance. So I'm gonna yeah. take the Ravens. They're just one of the best teams in the league as of now, as they're kind of healthy, you know? Yeah, they're not even fully healthy and they're still one of the better teams in the league. Right. Um, I really did want to pick the Colts here. I, all of all of me wanted to pick the Colts, and uh, depending on Anthony Richardson's health, um, I think that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. uh, so we're gonna go ahead and say that he is gonna play, um, just to make things interesting. And I'm gonna go with the Colts. So Yo, if he does play, um, if he doesn't play, I don't give him too much of a shot. But if he's playing, um, there's something weird going on with the Colts right now. Like I, I think something happened, uh, whether it's Anthony Richardson or whatever, but um, they're just, they're playing with a sense of urgency. And I just yeah. really like uh, their new coach too. Shane yeah. Steichen is pretty yeah. good. I like the most um, how he's been utilizing their weapons. I think last year it was really strange how they were using uh, like Michael Pittman Jr. And uh, Alec Pierce. Um, I, th- I see this year them just utilizing those weapons a lot, uh, a lot better. And although the Ravens are a good team. Um, they're well coached, and you know they're not going to be a team that comes in and gets upset a lot. I, I'm going to take it this week just because I believe in those Colts and Anthony Richardson looks, he looks great out there. I think yep. most the most polished of the Ricky Cutter quarterbacks so far. Um, no one would have thought that though. No, yeah, he was the project. <laughs> yeah, right. But he also got probably the best offensive coach out of anyone, or he did. Well, they're using him like pretty much how uh, the Eagles used Jalen Hurts yeah. last year. You know, it's the same coach, but that's probably the best system for him to be in, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like the Indianapolis upset. I don't agree, but I like that. I got um, I got Baltimore winning this one, uh, but I do see the Colts as being feisty, kind of like they were week one with the Jags. You know, like people kind of forget they gave them a good run. Yeah, the – I agree. Something weird's happening in Indy. Something good is happening. I'm I'm excited for when JT comes back. I feel like yeah. they're kind of in like the best spot where they're competitive, but still lose. Oh, so they have perfect a good enough pick to you know get a yeah. maybe like a Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft next year. That'd be crazy. Back on the Colts, that'd be awesome. Cool, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Back there, I definitely would not have any problem with that. That'd be awesome. This next game kind of have some problem with this. Uh, it might hurt our eyeballs to some degree. Uh, the New England Patriots are going to play at the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Offense is going to be incredibly ugly here, but someone's got to score points, right? Do they? 
<laughs> zero zero tie. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots are fourteen and zero against the Jets in their last fourteen matchups. <laughs> Zach Wilson sucks. <laughs> that Patriots defense, even though I, they're legit, they're one of the best in the league, one of the best units in the league, one of the best coached units in the league. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mac Jones can do just enough this week to beat the Jets. I think Brees Hall will still have like a big game and like Garrett Wilson will get his, but I don't know. I think the Patriots got this one this week. First the first one of the year. If you had to guess a score. Fucking like ten to six. <laughs> In the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah. New York leads Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, get out the cigars and uh, the crooner hats on this one because we're going back to the fifties. I think I'm gonna take. I, it's it's tough on this one because, uh, like you said, Kyle, like Patriots have just dominated the Jets. Um, I think that the Patriots are gonna win this game. Um, I think it's gonna kind of spark a little bit of. Uh, issue over in New York just because I think um, Zach Wilson is going to come out. He's going to look horrible again. And I think the Patriots are going to win probably a score of, I'm going to guess 13 to three. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Patriots are just going to throw so much at Wilson. I don't think they're going to be able to get much going offensively. Um, the Brees Hall situation is something to be monitored too. I don't know what exactly is going on with him. If they're just, I think it was just the Cowboys' out. defense last week. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean the Cowboys well, are going to make a lot of teams look like that. That's no doubt. But I mean, the Patriots aren't. You know, they're no slouches. It's not going to be an easy game. You know, it's going to be tough. And if yeah. they don't, you know, yeah. So I'm going to take the Patriots, but I'm not not excited about it. <laughs> Well, that would be good. They need a W sooner or later. Who who else to do it against than the than the Jets? I got Patriots 17-13, ugly game. Uh, next up here though, we've got Carolina going to Seattle. Yeah, I, I think Seattle's got this one. Carolina's just uh they're either young and inexperienced or kind of like old and a little bit washed. Like they don't they don't yeah. have any like on their defense, they have some players that are like in their prime, but like on their offense, not really. Like, I guess the one player you could say is Miles Sanders, but even then, he's never really been anything like special outside no. of last year in Philly. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think the Seahawks are just the the better coached, better, better offense. I know I think the defenses are, I think Panthers have the better defense, but I just think. Yeah, Seahawks are just the more disciplined, better coach team. I think that will help them win out the end. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the Seahawks as well. I think that uh, their offense is just better, um, and I'm going to – I just – I don't think Bryce Young has looked very good so far this year. I think he's looked really uh, yeah. timid in the pocket, and I just don't – I have no faith that – you know, I really have to see them win, you know, come out and have him be responsible for a win before I take them against a team like the Seahawks. Uh, so, yeah. That's fair. Three for three. I got Seahawks. I do think the Panthers will make it kind of tough on them just because their defense is good. But the Seahawks are just clearly the better team, the team more ready to win now. So we're all in agreement there. 
And we sure as hell are all going to be agreement on this next one with Chicago going to Kansas City to get barbecue roasted. Kyle. <laughs> Chiefs by like 50. I don't know. <laughs> Mahomes is going to, this is going to be Mahomes' Mahomes' get right game because he hasn't looked great these first two weeks. He's going to throw like eight touchdowns to Travis Kelsey. And then Eberflus is just going to be like, oh, what happened? And, the, and that's all that's going to happen. He's going to, Mahomes is going to show up in a Trubisky jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. They're going to show Matt Nagy on the sideline so oh, many man. times during the game. <laughs> His dumbass visor. Matt Nagy. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Chiefs, obviously. It's like one of the best yeah. teams in the league against one of the bottom five worst. I, I think that Andy Reid is going to eat the Bears organization like Kirby this week, and I would be surprised if the Chicago that might be better for us, man. Still exist after this uh, this Sunday, so I don't yeah. know. He he shouldn't eat them like Kirby though, because then he's going to take on Bears qualities, and he doesn't <laughs> he, want that. Oh um, yeah, well he might just knock us down like Godzilla. <laughs> I, what is there to, left to knock down? You guys are already like on the say, ground dead. Like, you guys have nowhere to go from here but up. So you know, maybe it's a maybe it's a get right game for the Bears' entire organization. Yeah, I agree. Get right. The Bears somehow have an amazing game and only lose thirty five seventeen. They don't get shut out. <laughs> we got a point. <laughs> uh, poor, still sad Bears fan, Kyle. Uh, next up here might be an equal pummeling. We've got Dallas headed to Arizona, who has been feisty. Ooh. They've been feisty so far, both games. Yeah, but Dallas is just a different monster than the two teams they've played so far. Dallas is one that I think them and the the 49ers, them and uh, the Dolphins have been the three best teams in the league so far to me. Yeah. And the Cardinals, yeah, they're they're trying really hard. Their defenses look good. <laughs> they got fire in their gut. They yeah. try really. They give it their hundred percent every week. Yeah, but it, it's it's the Cowboys. <laughs> don't you don't even have to like try to like outthink yourself on this one. You know, it's just yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and take Dallas as well. I think Josh Dobbs is gonna get uh, mauled, and we'll. I don't know. I, it's going to be a rough game, but I do I do have to give the Cardinals credit. They have been uh, they've come out swinging, and they yeah. you know, they're just they've got nothing to lose, you know. And they're like, yeah. a, like they're scary, you know. You never you never know what they're going to do. Are they going to you know throw a screen pass to James Conner? Probably, but you, know, we'll <laughs> you never know what they're going to do. Are they going to be up twenty zero? Maybe. Are they going to blow that 20-0 lead? Yeah. Probably. You can count on one thing with that team, and their coach is just going to have some weird video come out <laughs> after the game. <laughs> I've been trying to connect with the players, and they all just stare at him with a blank face. <laughs> like, who are you? Yeah. Yep. Cowboys domination, 37-16. Cardinals get a couple of lucky points at the end of the game. Uh, next up, kind of a – old school type of matchup just as far as franchises we've got pittsburgh at las vegas obviously it used to be oakland but steelers raiders battle of the mid i think the steelers they got the better defense i think they're gonna like the raiders don't really have a good offense hmm. like i don't know i th i think the steelers 
even though their offense kind of it's going to be a close game both these teams are pretty mid but the Steelers have an elite unit on one side of the balls and you can't say that about the Raiders yeah. so I think that defense will win them the game again it'll be low scoring but yeah. the Steelers yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. Um, I think I, I mean I can see this game going either way, but I really think the uh, the defensive line and the offensive line for the Raiders yep. is so bad that I think they're going to be in the backfield all day. I think Garoppolo is going to end up you know upside down in a hole on the field. So their yeah. backup from Purdue might have to end up playing. I was about to say, yeah. What's his Alex one of those, number four? Yeah. Who? I forgot his name. Aiden O'Connell, I Aiden think. Yeah, that's right. I gotta grab my charger quick. Uh oh, Kyle's gone. Um, hurry, hurry. Uh, I've also got the the Steelers twenty to seventeen, and Kyle doesn't get to pick these next games. <laughs> uh, so we talked earlier about how we want to see Tampa Bay play a good team, and they are hosting the Eagles this week. So, Connor, you can get us started while we wait for Charger Boy. Um, so I am. I've got to take Philly in this matchup, um, although Philly has not looked like the same team that we have uh, come accustomed to. Obviously, a Super Bowl runner-up last year. Um, they've come out a little bit flat. I think Jalen Hurts hasn't looked quite the same. Um, that being said, um, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna pull this one out. Um, they're just a little bit. They're they're too talented. I don't I don't see them dropping one to, to Tampa Bay and. I'll tell you though, if Tampa Bay pulls this one out, uh, I'm going to start taking them a lot more serious going forward. That's for sure. Yeah, I get what you're saying. How they don't look the same, but they did lose both of their coordinators from last year. No doubt, there's got to be yeah. some growing pains in that, you sure. know. But yeah, I think Philly is just more talented on both sides of the ball. I think Tampa could keep it close. Like they're a scrappy team. Their defense, like I said, is still pretty good. But yeah, I think Philly wins this one. Yeah. I'm going off script again. There we go. I'm flipping it. I'm picking them. I'm picking the Buccaneers. I got them 27-23. Both this game and then that Denver-Miami game earlier were games I really, really wanted to go with the upset, but I was too scared to pick against top five teams. But I'm doing it. Week three It's when it happens. I, I agree. The Eagles... Yes, they lost their coordinators, so there are the growing pains there. But Jalen Hurts has kind of looked a little lackluster at times, and their pass defense, more importantly, has looked not good. They they just have not looked good on the back end. And Last week they were missing Bradbury. So like, is he coming back? I don't know if he's going to play this week. I just know last week, especially against like Justin Jefferson, that is a noticeable guy to have you know out. Right, and if Mike Evans can keep doing two-handed push-offs, then he can be <laughs> Justin Jefferson-esque. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'm going out on a limb here and picking up, picking an upset there. Nice. All right, that's going to that's gonna hurt if that one doesn't hit. <laughs> uh, last one. This one is like the hardest to pick because of the uncertainty surrounding Joe Burrow, but we've got a Super Bowl rematch with the Rams going to Cincinnati. Like you said, this this all depends. I don't think Burrow's gonna play this week. I don't think he practiced today, but like I don't even when he has been playing, they just haven't looked good. They can't move the ball as well as they have these last few years. Their defense isn't looking as good as like they have 
before. I don't. I think the Rams. I think McVeigh is gonna, especially like you said, it's a Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago. I think McVeigh is really gonna scheme like some stuff up this week to get Nakua open, and Kyron Williams is gonna get his, and then Tutu Atwell, you know, and Stafford. Stafford's having a comeback season, yeah. so I think I think the Rams are gonna win this one, even if Burrow plays. I think Burrow they need to sit him for like, even though it might hurt, and they might only be like a wild card team if they do it, but I think he needs to sit for like a week or two to really heal up. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Rams are going to come in and I think they're going to punch him right in the nuts. I think the, <laughs> the Rams are just, that's kind of been their thing this year. Like I, I, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but they just, they're nut punchers. They come in and they, you know, they, they hit you low and it's, you know, I, I, don't feel that same fire and that same magic with the Bengals team um, from years prior. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. They're rolling pretty hard. Um, I don't think they are too discouraged after the loss last week, but um, right. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take LA. I agree. Three for three. I got Rams winning this one and I have it. I didn't really know what to do with the score just because of the Joe Burrow thing. I penciled yeah. in 24, 20, uh, but I yeah I agree to some to some level that even if Burrow does play like the Bengals might be in trouble, and I think it won't be like last year where they they started zero and two and then shook it off from there, because last year it was like it was it was just turnovers that were slowing them down. This year they just can't move the ball. So yeah, I am concerned about the Bengals, especially if Joe Burrow's hobbled at all. Uh, so we're all in agreement there on the Rams, and that'll. That'll wrap up our week three predictions, and that brings us to one final segment here. We're already over an hour and a half, so a good thing it is quick, and it's fast. It's mad fast. Our last segment here, a returning game. Rules, again, a little different. I've never done this for multiple people at once, but you guys are both going to answer. Let me see if I can drag myself down to the bottom of the screen. And There we go. Okay. So now I'm going to – posture a posture a question to you guys and you have to answer instantly and since it's both of you the pressure is even more on because you can't just be sitting there hmm. nope it's got to be quick we've got so do we both answer each question or do we like go both answer each question okay. and then i'll clarify in case one of you guys like you know if you guys talked over each other and it was hard to tell so seven questions here we will go really quick mad fast first of which True or false, the Browns should have just kept Baker Mayfield instead of getting Deshaun. True. True. I would agree. Damn. <laughs> Amazing. It costed them three first-round picks and $250 million. Guaranteed. 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 Mm-hmm. Brutal. True or false, Bears will have the number one pick again. True. False. Oh. Is it <laughs> them themselves or is it? Are the Panthers pick because I could see it being true if that over thinking about saying the Bears. Yeah, I think false. I don't think we're the worst team. (laughs) Once you find out you are, what is it going to be? Still very sad Bears fan or (laughs) the saddest Bear fan? I don't don't know. (laughs) Saddest Bear fan. Yes or no? This is Bill Belichick's last year. No. No, even though you guys were ready to throw him away. I, he doesn't want to go out like this. I think he's going to coach until like he can't anymore. 
I think they're going to have to physically remove him from the sideline. Do you see his challenge throw or his challenge flag? <laughs> he stared yeah. right at the ref and then uh, threw it. Threw it right in front of his face. That was uh, he's, great. He's getting a little old and angry and senile out there. I, uh, you know, he's been old bit. and angry for a while. Yeah, that too. Now yes or no? Yes or no? This is Kirk's last year in Minnesota. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I would agree. Man, yes. I can get a Kirk jersey again. <laughs> you had one before? Yep, Redskins. <laughs> I was a big Kirk fan coming out when he was coming out of college, uh, just because one of the years he had beaten Wisconsin. I was like, oh, that Cousins guy is pretty good. All right, these next, these last three are who questions. So I'll leave in a little bit more, you know, on the spot thinking, if you will. First one, who will win the NFC North? Packers. Vikings. He said the Vikings. <laughs> That was I okay. Yeah, I, I think they can turn it around. I still think they have a pretty good amount of talent on that team. That's wow, I was not expecting that. Daniel Hunter's looking like a monster again. See, he showed he probably if you thought about it, you would have said the Lions, but now you gotta roll with it. That's tough. Uh that's a good one. All right. Who is the worst starting quarterback in football? Go. Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Right now? Uh, yes. Zach go, Wilson. go. Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson and Desmond Ritter. Both, both very, <laughs> very good answers. Who is the worst coach in football? Staley. <laughs> yeah, Shane's Brandon Staley. No or Eberflus. I would say Eberflus just to be different. But no, but Staley, that team has expectations team and should be good. The they team. should be good, but they're they're not. They're, yeah, I think there's one very very hot seat right now, and it's and he's on it. Yeah, for now, right. there will be more hot seats right now. I'm if the season the year, goes on, yeah, seven. yeah, probably. Like, yeah, that's how I think that's like average. Like seven coaching spots usually open up around there. Sometimes more, but. It's usually like around six or seven, I think. If I had to go back and like research, I have to think I'd, I'd guess that's around how many open up every year. All right, last few things here. Word association. So I'm going to say a name or a team, and you have to say the very first word, very first word that comes into your mind. All right, first word or first person. Tua. Good. Little. <laughs> <laughs> Good and little. <laughs> no salty. He does judo now, dude. He's just a little dude. He's just a little guy. I don't know. He's thick. <laughs> Next person. Mike McDaniel. Genius. Nerd. <laughs> no vape. <laughs> Do you remember that from the playoffs last year? Yeah. Vaping on the mm -hmm. sideline. All right. Travis Kelsey. Go. Reality TV. No Taylor Swift? <laughs> hey, man, he just said first word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those ones are actually kind of fun ones I didn't have originally written down, but I always wanted to try the word association one. Well, that'll do it for Mad Fast, and since we are way over time, I will have to thank you guys for your time here today joining. Yeah, fun as always. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Yeah, you guys brought some good stuff. So I appreciate you both coming on. Kyle, 
two weeks in a row as a sad Bears fan. Connor making his debut. And Drake will actually be coming back soon. Whoa, he's been gone about a month. He should be back within the next month. So we're excited about that. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. Check us out on YouTube and Spotify and Instagram at Mad Talk Sports. Give us your thoughts and let Kyle and Connor know how they did here today, too. I better hear some good stuff this time. Everyone told me I sucked last time. I got Haters, a bunch of hate well. DMs. Keep the hate coming. No. And all, the na- all the usernames are like different variations of Joe Skursky. <laughs> like, hey, if know. you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be a wrap. Thanks again, guys. Yep. Thanks, Joe.